John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Good day, all you Rose Battle fans and fiends. This is a very special bonus episode. This is going to be just the conversation. No battles, no music, no judges going on and on just a conversation and we've been doing this podcast or a version like it for a while this is the first time we've ever done this based on anthony jeselnik's fans on twitter you guys want to hear more of this guy talk and that's cool for you guys that don't understand the process we get somebody in we talk to them for a long time then we do our best to let you connect with the guests as well as get some really cool roast battle jokes in there we're going to do something crazy and just give you the straight interview Nothing, no edit, nothing like that. This is just Anthony, Greg, Pat, myself, and Moses. And then we're also going to drop another episode Thursday morning, just like we always do. So we appreciate your downloads. If you're a fan and you fuck with us, please leave us a review on wherever the hell you can leave a podcast review. It's the only way that we can send shots at our haters. Thank you. Roast Battle is being taken over by Greg Rosenthal, the famous Greg Rosenthal. Thank you for being here, Greg. Yeah, what's up? And uh, you brought a friend of yours. Never been that. called the famous Greg Rosenthal. You're bringing, welcome, Greg. Bringing my much more famous friend, Anthony, here. Yeah, Anthony Jeselnik is in the house. I brought Greg here today <laughs> to uh, sit next to me while you guys talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the yeah. Rose Battle Podcast. Next voice is going to be Coach Tease. Hey, what's going on? And you know Pat Barker. Hey, what's up, guys? And we've got the uh, the Rosenthal Jeselnik takeover today. Something yeah. like that. We're, 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 we're like the only other podcast, or one of the only other podcasts on Comedy Central podcasts, right. I guess is what they call it. A lot of podcasts. Um, the Justin Lick and Rosenthal Vanity Project. <laughs> Check it out. See, what you need is, you need some little stick to start your show. You know? I got nothing. Like, don't, yeah. don't call it stick ever. I hate the word stick. You hate the word All stick? Right. Oh, I hate it. So everyone, I think every comic does. I think every actor does, too. I've heard I've that before. Heard, yeah. and when my mom, I think, said the word shtick and you berated her. It's demeaning. For saying that. No, you're, he oh, berated her for being Jewish, not for <laughs> yeah. what, What's How's your podcast going? Well, we think. I mean, conversational <laughs> <laughs> scenes. Well, what's it about? Like, what do you, you guys talk sports, yeah. right? Not what's, really. What's like, we, like right Greg, Greg is a analyst for the NFL Network. Damn right. And he so he has his own podcast, uh, which I've never heard of. How did you get into uh, that, Greg? Like, how are you an NFL analyst? Did you uh, play the game? Uh, no, look at me. Uh, <laughs> like I'm a small, like skinny Jewish guy. Like uh, a handsome Rick Moran. I, yeah. He's like the John Clayton of the NFL Network. <laughs> oh, that's that's too much. Credit. Like a like a better looking John Clayton. I'll take yeah. that. Same haircut. <laughs> does he really have the long hair in the back? No, yeah, that was doesn't. a rumor. He, you know, he's got a rat tail. He no. knows. Well, oh, he, he does. Doesn't. There was a commercial where I've he had bangs. Him. Like in that it. was like, what do you think the first thing I did at the first Super Bowl I covered was? It was to like go find John Clayton and stand behind him. And no, he doesn't have a rat tail. <laughs> 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 at least you had a busted. I uh, yeah, I started in fantasy football, writing about that at this place, Roto World, and then found my way to NBC and NFL. Nice, a young Bob Costas and Jezelnik. Why'd you guys like link up and then college? You guys became friends, right? Yeah, freshman what, what year. What drew you to Greg? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> what drew you to Greg? We were we were both like the funny ones of our group of friends. Like we kind of we were in a fraternity. We pledged a fraternity and then kind of like we're like this sucks. But when we were pledges, we were like the two funny guys. Okay. And then I kept on being funny, and Greg uh, <laughs> <laughs> got into fantasy yeah. football. Yeah, Greg, yeah, got, but, Greg got real. But you did admit one night, like I didn't even provoke it, that you're like, I you know I do you know you said 
sophomore year, you thought like we were equally funny. So like at one point, I could have been as I, you were as close ooh, to my equal as possible. I was like, damn. I was like, okay. I was like, I agree. I mean, but but at but I then, thought you were funny. Like I thought you were the funniest one that wasn't me. Um, so that that means a lot. But then you just you, you just did you know like Jerry Seinfeld would say like everyone was funny, and then people went and got real jobs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's why job, I'm though. I'm in a bad spot here, being on like a roast battle podcast but you're a, with a bunch of funny yeah. people you we think you're sports. okay yeah Come i on. think you're the second funniest guy in the room still yeah you probably got it yeah you probably got it anyway so when did you st- did you start doing comedy right after co- uh, right after college like about a year after college i uh i moved out here uh to la and like just kind of like bummed around like greg and i had, had internships out here and then greg got the job you know, at the company, and I didn't. So I was like looking for work all the time. Okay. And uh, took a stand-up comedy class, and then started Greg doing Dean? open mics. Yeah, Greg Dean. Yeah, on he's Santa got the Monica. hardest name in comedy. Greg Dean. Nigga, Greg Dean. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Greg Dean. I, every time I do something, he tweets about it. To be like, my former student, Anthony Justin. Like, oh. yeah. He's like the pimp now. He's like, yeah. <laughs> look at my girl getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Greg Dean. I remember yeah. that. I went to. Didn't I go to your your final? I think you were the first time they would have like Did a class help? graduation. It t- it helped me like psych- I didn't have the balls to just go to an open mic for the first time. Like I didn't okay. know what it was like. I know it was funny, but I hadn't seen that much comedy. That just taking a class gave me like what I needed to go up to an open mic for the first time. But I I remember the first time I was on stage killing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like some a lot of people, the first time on stage you kill. I look back at that tape and it's humiliating. But at the time I thought I killed. And then I went to my first open mic and I bombed so hard with the same material that I didn't get on stage for like three months. I would like go to yeah. open mics and just not put my name on or uh, or just like not even go inside. And then the movie Comedian came out. Uh, with uh, Jerry Seinfeld, and it was just like, just keep doing it, and you're going to be bad, and it's going to get better. And I was like, got it. And from then on out, I don't think I've taken more than a week or two off in 16 years. Ooh, Fuck yeah. look at yeah. that guy. We needed yeah. to hear that. Yeah. Uh, Greg, what, uh, what do you do? What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna it's push, I'm gonna push this not because I'm rude and don't have social skills, but I, we edit the fuck out of this, and I know you guys are super duper busy. Um, you used to have a show on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. And what was the name of it? The Jesselnick Offensive. Oh, man. I what, submitted. What happened to the, what happened to that show? And the reason why I'm getting that because I think that you might have some shit to talk, and I kind of want to hear it. I mean, I've definitely talked it all the shit. <laughs> talk. like, uh, yeah, I want that shit on my podcast. Yeah, so I want that it, shit on my from the top. I wasn't quiet about it, and I think that, like, you know, looking back, like now that I've kind of made up with Comedy Central, uh, there was fault on both sides yeah. of, of the thing. I think the fact that the show was called the Jesselnick Offensive was like its blessing and its curse because we got away with a lot of stuff we wouldn't have gotten away with, but we had to keep pushing it. And when the network just, you know, kind of wasn't on board or if we missed with an offensive bit and got into trouble, it wasn't the kind of trouble that I thought we would get into that it would help us. You know, like it would be like, oh, this controversy happened. Watch next week's show to see what they say about it. They were like, this controversy happened. You can't talk about it on the next episode. Or people didn't care as much as they should have, but Viacom was hearing about it. So, uh, and then when they let me go, it was just bad blood. Like when Jordan Klepper got canceled, they were like, "He's we're ending the show, but we're signing him to a deal to do this other thing. Right. If they had done that with me, mm. I think I would have been cool. But just being like, no, right. it didn't work out. Like maybe in three or four years, we'll try again. And I was did. like, I'm going to go do something else. 
and uh, and then eventually uh, you got that after deal. talking trash for four years, I got uh, I got this deal. I mean, that was yeah. how that's interesting. That was how the cancellation kind of came out. I remember was you just talking shit about it at one of your sets, and then someone wrote about that. I had the that cr- was, I had the crowd, and I had a, a sold out uh, town hall, New York City crowd chant, "Fuck Comedy Central." Really? And put that in the press release, and, I, and like Comedy Central was like, "What? Like, why? Why would you say that?" And I was like, "I'm on stage, man. I just announced it was canceled." Like. The crowd was loving it. Like, yes. what do you what do you want me to do? Uh, I would say this to your face. Right. Wow. So what did they do that pissed you off? Just the handcuffs. You know, it was kind of like they, they wanted to, to they wanted it to succeed so badly, and they we would make changes to the show based on other shows they had. Like a lot of the things I had to do on my show were because of the burn, and the burn was over by the time hey, my first show yeah, aired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, had, I couldn't have a podium because Jeff had a podium. Uh-huh. I had to do things differently just because of that show. Okay. Because of Tosh, that I was like, why am I reacting to all these things as okay. opposed to just making the show that I want? And uh, and it just it got frustrating. And after the first season, um, I came back and we we had a big fight about you know some Twitter uh, th- things I had done and some bits on the show that r- really uh, caused some controversy. So season two, it was like, all right, let's just let's just try to keep your keep focused and start fresh. And the ratings for the first episode were like half of what season one uh, was Ugh. because we were airing in the summer, not after Tosh. Now we're after Drunk History, the premiere season. Oh. So it was the people just weren't watching it, and I knew from the first episode that this was going to get canceled. Okay. But we, I had to keep doing it every week for eight more weeks. And that by the end of it, I wanted to fucking kill somebody. Yeah. Wow. Like I remember the last episode just being like, I hope this is over. I want this to be Damn. over. Um, and I think a lot of that was burnout. You know, I took, I did a tour in between seasons and the seasons were like a couple months apart as opposed to just relaxing and recharging. Yeah. Um, that, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just when there's fail, when you fail, you can blame a lot of people. If that show had been a success, all the fights we'd gotten into would have been, you know, just part of it. Winning cures everything. Exactly. Right? And you hated exactly. your writers too, right? So, uh, there, uh, there were a couple. <laughs> <Some motherfucker. laughs> it's hard when you do, when you do a show because in between seasons you lose a lot of people. You yeah, know, yeah, you're I just remember. like, oh, this is. Uh, I remember one in particular, my homeboy David Taylor. No, we, we yeah, we had to let Taylor go. I know. I definitely, yeah. He told me he's like, you should submit. I'm getting let go. I was like, all right. Yeah. But it was a good staff, though. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was an interesting staff. Mm-hmm. You know, but I always thought the best things on the show kind of came from me. You know, like it was my show. Like yeah, it was like yeah. whatever. Uh, you know, they, they wrote some great jokes, but but the a lot of the ideas were were mine. That I'm like, oh, if I'm gonna do another show, which I am, let it just all run through me. You know, yeah. like I'll have some writers, but just like let's just sit in a room and talk Thank until you. I think of the idea. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that, that's what I want from my writers. <laughs> there now. you go. Uh, it just seems more fun, and then more off the cuff stuff because you can't get notes on that. You know, they can't be like, oh, this we, we don't shit. know about this bit. Like I just did it. You know, either edit it or or or, uh, or leave it in. But uh, but we we're not gonna fight. You know? So anything Beautiful. that you did that you were like, maybe I went too far. Um. Sure. Like when we when we got in trouble for what was uh, called Shark Party, where we like one of the original ideas for the show that I couldn't wait to do uh. was when a guy gets eaten by a shark or someone gets eaten by a shark, let's have like a celebration of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and kind of the point was like <laughs> we kill hundreds of millions of sharks a year, like twelve people get killed and everyone's afraid of sharks. Uh, but we're we're doing this bit and it's like this is a dance number. It's like really out there. And Comedy Central's like excited. They're like this is gonna separate you from everybody else. It's gonna be crazy. Okay. Shark Party. And I'm like, okay, we're setting it up. And we see a, a, the picture of the guy, of the guy who got eaten. He's this guy from New Zealand. Is it a real guy? It's a real guy. Oh, yeah. And he's smiling in the picture. 
And I'm like, can we show that picture? <laughs> like show like show him on the screen? And they were like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, and then we did it, and that's what fr- flipped everybody they out. They got lit up. That they were like, you shouldn't have done that. And I was like, you, we asked you. You said yes. You were in the room when we shot it. Like you, we could have done anything. I had no idea. I was like, oh, we're allowed? Okay. And then they like they sent it to New Zealand. Like the Comedy Central, like they, New Zealand doesn't know who I am. They don't get uh, yeah. this show. Right. But and I think if like someone in Florida had gotten eaten, people would have been fine with it. Uh, me doing that. But New Zealand people flipped would have celebrated. out. Oh. Like a nationalist thing. So Viacom is hearing about it, and they're like, "Who? What? Like, what's? Why are we getting these phone calls about this guy? Like, what the hell?" <laughs> oh, and then when they would always come, Comedy Central would always come back to that. I was like, "You shouldn't have done that." And I was like. We were all excited for that. Hold bit, on. You know? They kept coming back to you being like, you shouldn't have did that even though they signed off on it? Mm-hmm. They were just like, that's an example what of what they would call, They would say, the big note I would get uh, was dark for the sake of being dark. Like, don't just be dark for the sake of being dark. That my production company, like at the end of my special or my TV, even my TV show for Comedy Central, mm-hmm. the production company is called dark for the sake of being dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how much that like annoys Damn. you. Have you yeah. been to New Zealand since? I've never been and I'll never go. Like I'm going to Australia at the end of February, uh, but I won't. That's as close as I get to New Zealand. Are you gonna, are you gonna start a, a fuck New Zealand chant? <laughs> Probably not. I bet some New Zealanders come over. And my mom like loves Kiwi New Zealand stage. wine, and she's oh. always wanted to go to New Zealand. And I'm like, no. I mean, like, I'm not gonna go, let Jess want to go. Wow. So maybe if I keep it quiet for a little while, then maybe eventually uh, she can get over there. But wait, was was all the anger coming from New Zealand? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Comedy Central doesn't broadcast in New Zealand. Uh, I'm sure they have some version of it. But my TV show, like they didn't. No one in New Zealand knew who I was. I guess I'm just curious why Comedy Central gives a fuck. Yeah, why? Like, they if you're, if you're getting yeah, those calls like from no ten thousand miles away, who cares? Because shit, Hang roll, up the phone. because shit rolls downhill. Like it was like they, they weren't calling Comedy Central; they were calling Viacom. Uh-huh. And so Viacom's like, what mm. the hell? Like, so they're yelling at Comedy Central. Um, but but that you weren't mad that you heard the New Zealand shark guy. No. Like it sounds like you're just mad that Comedy Central tripped out about it. Anything you did that you're like, no, because maybe I, think, I went I too think, hard. I think, I think if I hadn't shown the picture, if we hadn't shown the picture, that would have uh, been better for that bit. If they hadn't sent it out on the on the internet, uh, I think it would have been it would have been under the radar. Right. Um, but the, you but know, you're just not. Things, but you're things not happen. mad that that guy got his feelings hurt. No, I mean he's dead. Right. Ooh. The shark got him. It was his family. Oh. Like the media went to the guy's wife and kids and showed it to him. Oh. And was like, "What do you think about this?" Were you are you mad about I mean, that? That's, that's dark for the I was thing annoyed. dark comedy. Sure. I was annoyed with Whoa. the media. Like I was annoyed yeah. that the journalists would go and do that to them. Like yeah. I wasn't like, "Hey, I hope the guy's wife is watching." I didn't even know he had a wife. Yeah. Um mm. but uh but it was funny cuz they would like like they'd be like New Zealand's Today show wants to interview you uh via <laughs> Skype and I was like, "Should I do this?" And everyone was like, "Absolutely not." Like <laughs> This will be the worst interview. <laughs> you should have done it. Yeah, okay. I, gu- I guess taken out of context, look at this guy have a party about your husband being eaten yeah, by yeah, a yeah. shark. Yeah, that'll hit you. She'll take it personally. But, but my thing is, it's a joke. You weren't intended for all of that. Like, I'm, like you ain't hurt him, hurt him. That's why, like, the next week, I tried to do a bit about their reaction. Yeah. And the studio audience didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Like, they didn't know that New Zealand had gotten upset. It wasn't a big enough story. They Got knew it. about Shark Party, but not that I was getting any blowback for it. So yeah. it, we just had to cut it and do something else. If you want to drive oh. Anthony crazy, you can still send him the gif on Twitter of, like, Anthony dancing at the Shark Party. That doesn't drive me crazy. I love it. 
I love the I love the, uh, the 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 gifts that have come out of the Justin Luke events that were like my favorites. The, the, those will last longer than uh, the show, and I think the show is remembered uh, more fondly uh, than it was when it was on the air, just because of the way I've spoken about it. You know, like I mean, the fact that I've like I, I dedicated a stand-up special really to defending it. Thoughts and prayers. Have you have you done anything that you, you you were mad about how to like you felt like damn I hurt that dude or girl or or people like you were really mad, mm. not the reaction, I mean, but yeah, you you edge freedom speech that's like your thing like yeah. you're constantly like jerking off freedom of speech until like i'm not gonna make you come but i'm not gonna offend anybody like you're getting right there what are you what are you talking about <laughs> i'm talking about your, I'm talking about your style motherfucker no, horny. I, I don't i hate, <laughs> hate to the podcast I can't, I can't, horny i hate when comics talk about freedom of speech like this, right. is, this is america everyone's got freedom of speech mm-hmm. we're selling tickets you know what I mean? No one wants to come all and hear your freedom of speech. Ooh. You better be funny. Unless they live in New Zealand. Then they're, then they're all over it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was my dancing that offended them. I'm just trying to get to the soundbite, Ant. Damn. <laughs> that was really a good one. That was a nerve. I like that. Yeah. I didn't mean to. Sorry. No, it's It was right. your weird blue balls metaphor. I guess. Sorry. Yeah. I've been, yeah. Comedy what? Central asked us to do a new description for our podcast because ours doesn't really make sense. Maybe we can use that whole freedom of speech thing you just hit up. All right. Yeah, yeah we exercise our freedom of speech. Great exercises, freedom of speech, and Anthony's funny. <laughs> we did that. Jesus, man. Yeah, our show was supposed to be about sports, and then we just we kind of now it's like we talk about. Are like you not doing it anymore? No, we're doing it, mm-hmm. but we just we, it's not. We, we barely touch on sports. People are like I'd love to listen to it, but I don't I'm follow sports. You're like it wouldn't matter because it started on the NFL uh, at the NFL in the 2015 season, and we kind of convinced a couple bosses of mine to do it, but we just. It was pretty under the radar, and it was Anthony, so it was edgy. And, you know, by midway through, it just became something that they just wanted to be over. Like, very few people in the NFL even knew it existed. Like, it's amazing it's even sitting there now, considering <laughs> some of the content. Like, it's like involved Roger Goodell, though we were nice with him, but, it's, you know, it's a lot of abortion stuff and, and all sorts oh, of ridiculous. If Goodell ever listened to it, you were like, if any, my, any of like the higher ups. Like, if anyone had listened to it, like, I would have gotten fired. So we were trying to keep okay. it under the radar. And by the end of the season, we were just like hoping to land it without anyone noticing. But people really, people really liked it. So it made sense that it was about football there, and we thought we would do that here, and then. We don't bother. What did you yeah. guys talk about? Like, what did you touch on in the NFL? It's all domestic we, violence and concussions. Yeah. We would <laughs> oh, talk really? about off the field stuff because I'm I'm not going to be like, oh, they should have gone <laughs> exactly. for it on fourth down there. Okay, you know, but uh, I'm not going to be an analyst like Greg. But we could talk about off the field like Greg Hardy's, you know, bed full of guns was like a running yeah. gag on the show. We have to edit a lot, and uh, and <laughs> they knew that, that if they if they were just like stop it, guys, you, you're canceled. That I would like they were like worried I would tweet something like yeah. negative about the NFL. I was shocked. I was so shocked. That, like uh, I got called into. To this meeting at the Super Bowl, and it was like it was a pretty high up exec who's since been fired, but uh, <laughs> who who sat me down and was just like, "It's not Anthony who's gonna you know lose his job, you know, because of this. It's you, and it's me." But and I was like, "Oh, okay, so we're we're done." And he was like, "Oh no!" And like, and I was like, "Are you gonna talk to Anthony?" And he was like, "Oh no!" Like he was like afraid of Anthony. I was like, "Wow, why are they afraid of Anthony?" Yeah, you're intimidating as fuck, Anthony. He just yeah. doesn't care about what people think. It's which my, is where all the power is. It's my mystique. It's why I'm a Trump. It yeah. is, yeah, because you're really a sweetheart. I said that to Jeff Ross once. I was like, I, "These roasts are fun to do, Jeff, but like everyone's like scared of me afterwards. Like I'm meeting cool people, and they're like trying to stay the hell away from me because I don't know what I'm going to say." And he's like, "It's your mystique." Like and I was like, oh, I got Mystique, and then yeah. I was totally happy. Like it was just like looking <laughs> at it do, that yeah. way. Huh. Yeah. So your podcast now, do you guys still touch on like like let's say Kaepernick? Do we have some Kaepernick material? Uh, if Kaepernick's in the news, we would, but there hasn't been anything. Like it's more like R. Kelly. Yeah. Trump. Trump. <laughs> yeah. And R. Kelly. We like, talk some... about our lives a little bit. We talk about. Uh, 
we take some questions, but then we just talk like very strange news stories. It could be sports. Like we talked about the Trump, uh, Clemson, you know, the Clemson team oh, visiting did... the White House and stuff. We've had a lot of care. We've had some caravan talk about them possibly joining the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Mexican just, caravan. Just, it's absurd. It makes no sense. And we'd like it. Does got nothing to do with what's it's actually like Madden going on caravan. You know, I didn't care. <laughs> I actually dig that. No one learns anything on our podcast. But it's like, doing well, should, though. Like, yeah, it's doing yeah. great. Like, they there was an LSU you. offensive lineman this week, or former offensive lineman, who had his leg shot off by a dog yeah. when he was hunting, who shot him in the leg, and then he had to have his leg amputated. The it's dog like, shot his leg? That's what yeah. yeah. It's like my wife. The dog did? The dog jumped into the truck, it, by mistake, hit the, the safety, right, it's called, and then the, the trigger... And it hit the guy in the leg, and he had to have it. That sounds amp- premeditated. Amp- yeah, that's the story he's telling the cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, like, the dog like did you hit that the safety, shit. and then you shoot with that kind of aim. I mean, but like we're I, we're at the point. I think was it what was it my it? wife who sent it me that or Eric? Like someone saw that and immediately just texted Thought me and was like, "Oh, hey, here, this is obviously going to be on your show this week." Like huh. that's our that's our wheelhouse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anything awkward, slightly connected to sports. And it doesn't even have to be. Sometimes it's like just some random story. You know, guy gets caught in a laundry chute or something. We'll we'll talk about. But uh, yeah, we just if if it comes from sports, we like that. We like to almost pretend like we're gonna be a serious sports show. Yeah. And then just our takes are insane. <laughs> what was what, what what was your take on the Clemson thing? I gotta know in just in just one sentence or less. Just I think my quote was, was the saddest, trashiest shit I'd ever seen. Like yeah. just cold fast. It was like the, not the fact that it was fast food; that it was cold fast food. It was cold. And yeah, it was br- cold. Oh yeah, they. Did, I mean, they'd been cold. sitting there There's for no hours sternos? before, before, uh, before those guys got there, and they like tried to spin it that they were like psyched about it, and I was like, no, they were not. There's and they no weren't, way. were they? You could. There's. It's impossible. The team had been that there the year like before. It. Coach, you'd have been happy, wouldn't it. you? Have? With McDonald's? Yeah. Cold McDonald's. I would have never thought it was a bad thing until someone said this is a bad thing. Right, right. right, like, right. Oh, I'm going to be honest. I didn't, I didn't even know they ate when they went to the White House. I, I thought teams just went right. and took a couple pictures and, and, and left. This was the first I ever heard of them eating. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I, I get, But to me, know. it sounds, you know, that's another jab to get your political point across. I was going to say that too, yeah, because we didn't know that until they showed. They're like, oh, he's, serve, he's serving them this. But they're kids. Like, who cares? What's I, it, I mean, it was cold. It was kind of weird. The fact that it was... Invest in the like heat lamp or something. It's just... It's just cheap. I mean, he was so bragging, cheap, yeah. bragging that he paid for it, and it's like that. Ma- that makes. <laughs> oh, that, oh that, yeah, he set himself up. Yeah. That's right. Wait, whose money? The taxpayers? Because he said I like, bought a thousand of money hamburgers from? or something. Yeah, like that, that. And that's just a complete lie. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, you didn't pay for this. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. That guy. It's funny, so him man. though. And also, that that funny, being like, I paid really. for this. Like he could have bought them any had any restaurant cater it. Right. And said he got like the worst one. Like if you if you walked into the White House yeah. and we're hearing about last year when they ate the best barbecue they've ever had in their lives, and then you walk in and see a, like a stack of fillet of fish, you're gonna be ticked. <laughs> like one guy walked in, he was like, I thought they were kidding, but no. Like yeah. he really did think they were joking that it was like a bunch of fast food. That's. Yeah, it's I don't just, get that. I don't get that. You got too much bread to not. Come on. I don't know, man. He's funny. So that got funny. I used, to, I used to think he's like Soldier Boy. He's just I, I look what I did. I paid for this. <laughs> I'm gonna get you that wall. These niggas are gonna pay for it. He's I just, think one one hundred one hundred one hundred percent of those things is, is just to take focus off of something else. Like when he boards Air Force One with toilet on. paper on his shoe. Like, come I on, don't man. know what's going on. He is like, you don't do that accidentally. He is like he, he's going by Soldier Man now. I don't know. So did you guys know that? Oh, no. Is he Soldier Man he, now? He oh, yeah. announced he on Twitter he's going by Soldier Man. That motherfucker 22. <laughs> like yesterday. Seriously. Tiger? 
I think he's probably and, like, and someone noticed that, that he tweeted it out and no one really made it and noticed it because he tweeted out like in the middle of the night. So he, then he deleted it and then he tweeted out the next day so people would be on board with Soldier Man. I think when you have a, a Soul- failed, uh, a failed video game system, um, you become a man. Uh, <laughs> oh, Sega Dreamcast, you're going to be yeah, a man I forgot soon. he had that. Uh, well, fuck, man. I hey, wait, get, what was your thoughts ahead. on, did you guys celebrate when Ray Carruth got out of jail? We did mm-hmm. actually, yeah. Yeah, we were like, "What, what team is he gonna play for now? Like, who's gonna pick him up?" <laughs> like, we, yeah, we were, we were talking we about where, to... where he. I was kind of like looking at like the Saints. They they've been looking at older receivers. Right. Like, they, yeah. they need someone yeah. in Des the Bryant? need someone in the red zone. Like, yeah, he's a locker room guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> lock her. That's beautiful. God yeah, damn we it. were psyched the day Ray Cruz got out of prison. I think it was like with day of, of taping Aaron, the podcast. Yeah, we had a couple weeks on Aaron Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez, like finding out he got stories. molested as a kid. That was uh, that was a big day for us. Oh, that was a big day for you guys? Yeah. You guys yeah. found that out? Yeah, we're like, all right, sweet. All right. And the NFL Network was uncomfortable with this well, show? This, this, oh, this is, is on Comedy Central. Comedy Central. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know if they listen. I know Comedy Central does because every week we get like an email that's like, please don't make fun of us for saying this, and then we do. I mean, uh, I've, I've, I've put my career in Anthony's hands. Like they, they, I basically changed my status at work to do this to like kind of get out of you know my full time employment there, and then they they said you know that like anything that you say or do there, you're just as responsible and could still get fired if it like offends the NFL. And Anthony mm-hmm. was like, Towing that line, he man. was like, I'll take care of your family for the rest of your life if that happens. So oh. I'm cool. I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. What, what do you do at the NFL right now? You just like write shit. I I started as a writer and I still write, but I do podcasts and I do some TV. What podcast do you do? It's called the Around the NFL podcast. Oh. It's a, it's our biggest one. I mean, it's the NFL. Uh, yeah. It's it's three times a week. It's you know right. we try to have fun, but it's mostly football. Certainly no. Does Kyler Murray make it in, in the NFL? He's five I think, nine. I think because of Baker Mayfield, he'll get a shot and he'll okay. get first round. But does pick. he get it? I'm saying is he good? Say he goes in. I don't Lincoln know. Riley I don't in. know about college football. I never yeah. know. Yeah. It's like my one day off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Who do you, you got any predictions? What do you want? I mean, I'm I like the Rams a lot this weekend. I didn't know we'd go serious football here, but yeah, I like the Rams. This, I like the Rams this weekend. Is there a Kareem Hunt watch? Like what he's doing right now? Oh, like I where he's what did you guys work? do about on Kareem Hunt? That poor guy. What did we do about Kareem Hunt? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sure we did something. Well, the Chiefs cut him. Yeah, it was definitely addressed. I know I saw the Bear. He's going to be back in the league. He's on some Should you play eight. soccer with that kick? <laughs> he oh, uh good he uh <laughs> it was a, it was not that good he it's like a cody parkey kick <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see that cody parkey the bears kicker you know who missed that kick is gonna get fired damn we should have talked about this i totally spaced on that that is gonna lose his job with the bears because he went on the today show with hoda codby yeah and they were like annoyed that he was being propped up as some hero and that's the thing that the coach and the GM were watching that and were like, oh, we can't have that. Now we're going to get rid of him. I mean, that, Which that, to me is kind of BS. Yeah, have done it anyway, but, uh, but that, I mean, that interview, he was just such a dork too that you were like, this guy can't represent the team. I think it's funny that this is the first time I'm here I've ever heard Hoda Kodeby out loud. Like I had Hoda no, I'd, I'd, seen it, I'd seen it written, but I've never heard it pronounced yeah. that I had no idea. Cosby or Codby? Codby. Codby. Hoda Codby. My wife's no a fan. Idea. And you're a Steeler fan, so what do you think about this this Antonio Brown saga? Oh, yeah, I think there. this is the curse of Le'Veon Bell all season. That like really? by by not nipping that thing in the bud, uh, I think Brown's a lot happier. You know, if if, uh, if Bell's around, um, and the guy, I mean, the guy is a diva. You know, what yeah. I mean, it's like it kind of what makes him great. I can't believe he's so willing to walk away from Ben Roethlisberger. 
You know, like he's. He, I mean, a lot of his stats are are <laughs> a lot Antonio of Brown's stats are padded because Roethlisberger would you know throw him a screen at the end of the first half and he'd get like sixty yards. You know what I mean? And not and not get anywhere near the end zone. But but uh, but <laughs> they they took care of him yeah. stat wise. I think this year he was just upset about Juju coming up and uh, and well, this no is the bell. second. This will be the second receiver Juju got rid of because he got rid of Martavis Bryant mm-hmm. by saying mm. he's better than him. Mm-hmm. And now he got MVP this year, so that irk Antonio Brown. Oh, maybe? big time! Really? Big time. Here's the thing that you do here, and I have heard this like behind the scenes that, and this is the least surprising thing ever that like no receiver and quarterback talks more shit about each other behind each other's back than Antonio Brown and Roethlisberger. That makes sense. That basically. You know, Brown is just like doing any like you try to throw to a guy where you don't even know where he's gonna be on the field. He's always doing his own thing, and then I think like everyone hates Ben to some degree on some level. Like, why it, it is that? What's like, his deal? I think it's uh, what I've heard is like he's like the last guy on the field and the first guy off when practice. Really? You know, he's uh, not like yeah, he's not uh, a, that he's. Not he's I think he's just been around forever, mm. and he's a big guy and he's taking some some lickings. That's I, your guy though. Yeah, I mean, I, I I could never get a Roethlisberger jersey. Mm-hmm. But I root for him, and I, I fear the day he retires. Hey, it's like news really? newsflash: a lot of these quarterbacks are not necessarily the best friends with all their teammates, and a lot of them are assholes. Like Dan Marino was famous as a guy who was kind of a jerk, and it's like Jordan it's fine. Too, Jordan, yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. it's okay. I heard about that. Yeah, I like Roth. Like everybody right? loves Brady. Even Josh Gordon loved Brady. Brady go hard. Touchdown, Tommy. I don't know. I got I him know. this. I, like I got this. him this weekend. I mean, I'm a Pats fan, so I like hearing that. I hate the Pats. I'm a Belichick fan. Yes. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) That boy's a winner. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not not saying well, that. White receivers. I, listen, be investigated. Be, be, Belichick versus Andy Reid this weekend. The spread it, should be like your, thirty and a half. I judge Belichick no solely by what he did with the Cleveland Browns. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't past, take man. anything else into account. <laughs> I, I saw something that they did a poll of like what Super Bowl like America wants to see, and basically eighty eight percent of it was. Some combination of Chiefs, Rams, or Chiefs, Saints. That just absolutely no one wants to see the Patriots. So I appreciate that you're on oh, board. They're the Yankees. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. They're new money to me though because they they just got good this century. So please, it's been a long century. <laughs> I mean, like, century. what are you? A, who are you a fan of? You know, I'm a Raider fan, so I oh. I, I can't talk. But you guys, you <laughs> guys like, destroyed you, you destroyed my franchise with I'm, that I'm fucking a, tuck rule. I'm a believer that people shouldn't be able to claim like the history of the team before they were born. So oh, you didn't watch on. the Steel Curtain. What enjoyment did you get out of that? None. That didn't I'm, count. None. That doesn't count for you. Yeah, oh, it didn't. Not until we won. I agree, I agree with that. My, I'm also an LA Raider fan, so it's just. He's also a Laker fan who claims the Minneapolis championships too. So we all did seventeen. Let's, 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 not, <laughs> let's, not, let's not give him any credit. Hey, whatever, Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going there with you guys. Uh, Let I, me ask you guys a question. How is this the Roast Battle podcast? It's <laughs> a great question. Because every few minutes we will awkwardly uh, inject an actual roast battle into the podcast. Mm. So, so like okay. a morning hip hop radio show. So what we do is we we're gonna play about four rounds of roast battle. We we edit it in and post, and we just take this conversation. We get it down to the best parts and spend two or three mm. minutes yeah. set up the roast battle and slide in. So we're basically a platform. So you're been, taking all of this out right yeah. now. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, none of this is so it's pretty much it's four roast battles and then me talking. 
Probably. <laughs> Greg's yeah. Probably. Yeah. I like Greg in there though. Yeah. But uh, Greg just said he works at NFL Network. And I, then we cut the, I've got some shots up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they've gotten in and he made it. We, we'd be happy to ask you some roast battle related questions if you'd rather talk hey, about that. Why do you fuck with us? Go for it. I, I, I want to. I want to. Let's talk about the season you was on. Did you like that? Did you enjoy that? That was oh, I, being a roast battle judge on the TV show is the most fun thing in entertainment. I love it so much. Uh, and I'm not a huge fan of of judging in the uh, in the belly room. I don't mm. I don't love that. I mean, part of it's you know getting paid. Uh, part of it is <laughs> I've been to some ru- I've I've been to some rough roast battles. Like I was there the night the guy got killed, got and we killed, had to stay there. Oh wow! You brought that. Forgot you brought that black cloud with <laughs> and you. And I was waste. I was so drunk. I wasn't even gonna be there that night. But I was Wait, like dropping happened? Jeff off. They just got back Somebody from got Oddball. shot. Yeah, we got back from Oddball, and Jeff's car wasn't there. So I was like, oh, just come in my car. And I'll drop you off. And my driver took the surface roads, not the highway. And the Jeff was yelling at my driver the whole way that I like felt so bad. Then we got, I was like, all right, I'll come in if you want. And he was like, oh, thank you. And then somebody got shot, uh, like yeah. trying to get away Ooh. from someone. Not, not a battle. I don't know to if he no, wasn't shot. He got murdered. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I don't know if they ever caught the guy either, but it was they, like an execution. Like a no, guy who was did. trying to get tickets never did? to like they get away did. from someone. Some guy just walked oh, up and shot him like in the head. <laughs> And took off, and we oh, yeah. and the cops came. We had to beat it till like five in the morning. Damn. Uh, and then the last time was I did it, I remember for, like, you. Was that good publicity? No, for it was us terrible. terrible. No. No. We, almost, we almost, bro. They thought we caused it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we were the only show going on at the time. No, oh, there was a black show. There was a black show in the main room, and that was the last time the black show was there. Yeah, it was yeah. Tuesday, that was, was the most night. white privilege shit ever. There was a black show in the main room that had nothing to do with anything, and didn't they cancel the show? They were looking for a reason after the guy got shot to get rid of that show. Yeah, but then I did. Last time I did it, I was like really drunk. I was out with some friends and was just trashed and stopped by the store and Jeff's like come on up and judge and it was one night where like everyone was bad and there were a million battles and I remember at one mm. point like you even like you looked at me and you're like Anthony you don't have to be here man. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like oh well Moses is just like honestly telling you like hey you're so negative but like and I was just like I would just sigh into the mic and I'd be like next like I don't know yeah, what to tell these it people it was one of the sykes like in uh up in uh, Montreal it was oh, like it was, it was just bad now I, I felt bad for you being there I was like yo I don't want to be here. You don't need to be. Like you're, yeah. you're too much for this room already. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think like I can just get up and walk out of here. Yeah, uh, of I was like, oh. always. Yeah. Uh, was you judging? Was that your return to Comedy Central since your since your show? You did, yeah, you, I, you know, I did. Uh, I think that was probably it. Um, On TV, I did, Nikki, I did Nikki Glazer's show. Uh, when she was uh, when she had her show uh, Not Safe um, but I think maybe the roast battle was first that, that year in Montreal was yeah. so much fun it was just like uh, it paid well and they were like we'll fly you and your brother to Montreal and put you guys up for the week and usually when you go to Montreal as a comic yeah. you're like you're at that one stupid hotel yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're not making any money and you're doing a bunch that I was like this is the best yeah. like we just went and enjoyed ourselves that I, I really loved it the energy that year that was the best was yeah. so good that, was yeah. Yeah. that like the yeah. second season I didn't love as much when it was in House of Blues. I was like, this is weird. And then this past season was really fun. I had a great time. I, back, I got to be on all of them. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, that was yeah, so fun. you've made a lot of fans. And you don't have fans. to, you don't have to, um, you don't have to like write anything down. You know, you just go and just it's off the top of your head. That I like yelled at them afterwards the season. So I was like, how are you gonna have a guy come out in a wheelchair and not tell me in advance that that's happening? You know, like <laughs> or the how DJ. did I not know? How did I not know some of these? Like, when, how are you gonna tell me we've got a trans woman? You know, battling. No mm. one told me that. Oh, I like wow. found out like during, that. I was like, you're not gonna give me a heads up. Like, you, you think at that the time there was a lot of drop that? balls on the season. There was a lot of drop balls oh, on, on this season. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, wouldn't that be the producer's job? Mm-hmm. Like I brought it up to an executive. And who are like, the producers? You. you know who the producers are. Who are they? Well, it was Jeff Didn't Ross. He... It's Brian Moses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Joe Gallon. But I was also complaining too. There's a lot of drop balls. Like he, 
listen, it's, there's a lot of things that happen. I mean, I was in the back with no name on a trailer, ants in my trailer. I mean, here we go with the ants again. <laughs> just saying, it, was, it was a bunch of bad shit, and there's also things that have happened with the show too. But I'm saying, yeah, they weren't briefing anybody. I, I wouldn't get a script until 4 p.m. and yeah. we shot at seven. How do so you get like, that producer credit? I, I, create the show. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Didn't yeah. sell your soul. You were saying at the time though, because I walked over with you for your last night that it was great that you didn't have like all you had to do was show up and just be ready. Like there's a yeah, but they give you that. like little notes. Like they'll give you like it'll be like Greg Rosenthal with a picture, and then like four things about you yeah. that I can like that uh, a wheelchair is a big thing. Like you should comment on that. that. Wasn't one of the four I was things. Like, no, I don't think they gave us one for because he was a. Um, they Digital. were both internet battles, yeah. right? Oh, like they didn't yeah, give us anything yeah, yeah. for that. They were yeah, just like, oh, we're throwing this that. in. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe no one told me uh, what what was coming, and okay. so I was almost annoyed. I didn't know you didn't know that, that by yeah. the way, and that, that's a great note to have. It's a lot of people know. What I like what <laughs> I what I liked about Anthony as a judge is like you were really funny, but you were also like a genuinely thoughtful. Ju- like you paid attention to the battle. You had like really good, honest feedback. You know, like in the belly room, sometimes people are, are just they're they're there to take shots and they yeah. don't actually judge it. But I, I thought you killed it on both sides. I mean, I think that's a testament to the contestants. You know, the people who are doing it are such a high level and they come so prepared. Like if anyone ever like half-assed it or like wasn't didn't remember their stuff, like I think I would probably be more harsh. But uh, but everyone tries so hard and and they all make genuinely make me laugh. That it's tough. Sometimes at the end, I'm like, fuck, like. Who am I going to vote for? Who do I have a better joke for? And I vote for that person. But it's a toss-up. Okay. Somebody's like, oh, I can't believe I lost to that person. And I'm like, well, I don't know that much about it. My only goal is like to try not to ramble when I'm, when I'm like judging. Because sometimes people feel so bad, they don't want to pick someone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they just start talking, hoping that like something will change. Uh, <laughs> that I always, like, when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, don't do that. Keep it, keep it short. Short and sweet. Good man. But yeah, but I love doing it. I hope they do a million seasons of it. Would you ever battle? No, I because I've got everything to lose, and like I'm, I've kind of retired with legend status as a roaster. Like I did three, oh. and then I was like, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll ever do another one. <laughs> yeah, to do a like battle, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was very conscious of how Geraldo kind of soured on the roast toward the end, but felt like he had to do them. Right. But I was like, how I don't, many did I don't he do? Though you only he did, did like you did three. I did three. Geraldo was like, like ten. Yeah. Whitney did three. I did three. Um, I was, was always like surprised by your reaction after the third. You were like, I don't want to do that again. It's just, a, it's a lot. And I, I thought that the, my first roast was like one of the best thing I've ever, things I've ever done, that like the bar was set there. And again, it just got meaner and meaner. Where like people stopped wanting me to be on the roasts. Oh. Like the celebrities themselves were like, w- I don't want him, you know, tearing my, my actress friend, the new asshole. And right. uh, I think that they just kind of phased out that level. I think level that's what of, happened to Geraldo too, right? Meanness. No, he died. I mean, <laughs> Get him. Get him. Like, if he hadn't died, people always thought that I replaced him on the Trump roast, but we would have been on that roast together. Like, our last conversation was, we're going to do the next one together. That'll be awesome. Like, he was, uh, he was great to me. Like, my, I don't know if I ever told you the story. When I was on, uh, I wrote for the David Hasselhoff roast. Okay. And I was friends with Geraldo from, you know, The Cellar and uh, in New York City. And I, they asked me to do warm up. They never had a warm-up comic. They're like, Anthony, would you go out and do five minutes so we can like get those laughs and use them uh, in the edit? And I was like, okay, but knowing it was like a terrible gig. I was going to say, I was like, If dude. this goes well, th- like I can't turn this down and then expect to be on the next roast. Right. But if I say yes, you know, they're like, okay, he can do whatever. And I'm talking to Greg and he was like, oh, he's like, warm-up on. He's like, make sure you tell him to turn the pagers off. And I was like just joking around with me about how bad right. it was going to be. And then when I walked out to do it, 
uh, the dais was all out there already. Oh. And Greg gave me a standing ovation and like was like, yeah, like clapping and screaming when I walked out. And that like immediately put a smile on my face and got me through it. Okay. It was like Pam Anderson's like heckling me from behind. So like, it was a hell gig And I'm still. like, oh, it was, it was total hell gig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. But Greg like, you know, made it seem like I was, I was uh, one of them. Okay. You know, so yeah. I'm glad I, to hear that you took it because I remember they, they had asked here and I was like, Dude, there's no way. I'm not going to do too much in a fucking hangar with fucking people who aren't going to pay attention. They, oh, they want you to do two minutes? Yeah, they want. Oh, they, they've asked everybody on the fucking on the roast battle to like do ten minutes up top because Joel, you know, that's how Joel is. And it's just you don't want to do that. You want to ruin your career before it even starts. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was. I, was <laughs> yeah, I, I, hear, like, I hear imagine. that. Is there Pam any, Anderson was heckling you? That's. Is there any celebrity that would bring you out of that list. retirement? I've, I've given serious thought to coming out of retirement if uh, if they got the Comedy Central roast of Louis C.K. Oh. But I but again I don't Whoa. know I don't know awesome. uh, if I would do that. And I th- always thought my like I mean would they ever do that? No, no. If Louis would do it, they yeah, would they for would. sure. Hell yeah! Like those are the best ones when the person kind of needs to be there. You know, like that where it's not someone just kind of you know, that. holding their feet to I mean, the fire. I, I, that's, that's Jeff Ross. <laughs> that it, I've talked about with a lot of comics. Yeah. And, you know, Jeff obviously thinks would love to do that. Yeah. So uh, everyone's a piece of Louis right now. I think everybody would come out for it. I still think he's too hated to make that happen this year. Yes, he, he, he's, it'd be like another year or two yeah. from now. But like he in could the, somewhere in the 2020s. It'd be kind of like what Bieber did. Is like everyone make fun of me so people will like me oh, again. Well, right. people would kill Comedy Central for it if they did it now. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. they don't have yeah. a couple of years. Time, time, time heals all wounds. It would have to be someone special. And the one of the idea that I had that I thought would be funny was like, Cosby. what was the roast that uh, <laughs> the Ann Coulter was on? Oh, that was the uh, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. They because yeah. they asked me about that like last minute. They were like the week before. They were like, would you do it? And I was like, ooh, they added Ann Coulter. But then I realized everyone's going to go after Ann Coulter that I was like, what would be really funny is just to make every single one of my jokes for seven minutes about Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> like just walking up there and like a, a, ignoring everyone else but destroying like the one, like the one person you wouldn't expect at all. Yeah, the idea yeah. of doing that would be would be really funny to me. Because they did fall. They fell in the trap of fucking going Ann Coulter. They make it anything about Rob Lowe. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, it doesn't fuck, sound- fuck Jewel, by the way. Really? I mean, she's got it coming. I mean, <laughs> it would be just the most unexpected. Like my jokes about like Marley Matlin and the Trump roast are like my favorites because it was just so harsh to like a deaf woman. You know, like like people uh, people aren't sympathetic. So it doesn't sound like you're really trying to like offend anyone. It sounds like you're just trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I like I just like the tension, the laugh you get at an offensive joke. It's not because it's offensive; it's because the tension is so high. Mm-hmm. You have to laugh a little harder. And I just once you get that reaction, it's hard to go for a different one, you know. And I, I think of myself as a pitcher on stage that like you can't throw all fastballs. People mm-hmm. are gonna learn. People are gonna learn when to swing. But if you throw some change ups and some curves in there, then uh, then you can get through nine innings. And uh, bro, sensei over here, fucking hey, he's been that shit. <laughs> yeah. He's been that bro. shit. But it's not like just for the sake of being offensive, but that by being offensive, by playing with that, like, that idea of cu- like, what culture thinks of something. Like in my new hour, I talk about um, a guy with Alzheimer's. Okay. And when I say my next door neighbor has Alzheimer's, the entire crowd gets silent. Okay. Like just by hearing the word, and then like the laugh at the end is so huge because you have that tension. Oh, you know? so you like use the edge to set up your punchline as opposed to some of our battlers are just like I'm trying to fucking hurt people. Yeah, the edge is the punchline. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, the edge sets it up. Like he goes to a place that everyone now they have your attention because you're. Mm-hmm. This is unusual for a comedy venue, and then you give them a great joke. I think we have a lot of battlers that are like, I'm just want to. I want to say nigger, like, and I'm white. It's, you know, there's just nothing to it, and they just are like, I'm trying to offend people. Like I heard the last one we had with Dan Nolan, he called Kim Conan like a cunt. And that was like that was it. That was She's a, a huge right. cunt. I'm like, oh, no, man. there was there was some subtlety to that. I'll def- I'll defend that. Joke. I mean, I got it, but a lot of people do that. But what's the subtlety to this? The, well, the, the subtlety is it's become a really played out roast battle concept to be like, thank you, so and so, and it's always like a punny kind of shit thing. Yeah. So she used one of those, and he just said, "You're welcome." cunt it was so out of left field got you because usually somebody would respond in kind with like a punny thing got it was you. really out of left field so i defend that joke I got think, you I think and it's if you don't know that yeah. show also or, she's a huge or dan cunt. nolan <laughs> then you're like what the hell was that but what i'm saying is it doesn't sound like you're there it doesn't sound like you're you're a super advocate for i don't know any group i, I mean or or free speech or no i mean have, when people complain about pc culture they're really just complaining about culture like the way the world is now. Yeah. So like, what are you going to do? And you can either bitch about it or you can just do your job. And I'm always think like John Wick doesn't complain about how many guys he's got to fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. <laughs> John Wick just yes. cuts through the room that like people okay. bitching. I'm like, why are you complaining? Right. Why are you complaining? That especially if it's in your act complaining, I'm like, this is the worst. Just do your job. Do you think it's slowing your bag up? Is affecting your money at all? Oh no! I think it's. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm eating. I think it makes me more of a niche act. Like I look at people who are more popular, and I know why they're more popular. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, if I ever get upset, like, oh, why is that guy uh, selling out two shows? You know, and, and I'm yeah. selling out one. I think like the the most popular comedy in America is The Big Bang Theory. You okay. know I mean, that puts my mind at ease. Like okay, I, I well. know what I'm doing, and I and I'm I'm compensated very well for it um so i don't i don't have my eyes on anyone else's paper and i know uh i know why some people you know frankly just draw more like i'm not i look at how hard sebastian Maniscalco works and i'm like you deserve to be headlining madison square garden you deserve all these things i'm not jealous at all and i would never compare myself to him in any metric of the art form that uh that I, yeah, I have I a question. Good. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I saw a YouTube video a long time before I even lived in, in L.A. where you were doing an impersonation of... Um, Dan Cook? Yeah, yeah. That was you, right? Mm-hmm. Now, was you just doing that because you thought it was hilarious or did you have any beef towards him? I, I, I had never met him at that point. I was just annoyed that like everyone I would talk to... You know when you're like when you're coming up as a comic and you have no credits or anything. You tell yeah. someone you're a comic and they just look at you like you're like a con artist or like you're like a liar. And everyone would just be like, "Do you know Dan Cook?" And yeah. I say, so just like annoyed me so much. And the, the I think I had done that impression at like a show the night before. Just like my friends had been joking around about how ridiculous it would be. Like it wasn't so much making fun of him as like showing the differences between us. Uh-huh. And it was like like one of my friends said before I saw that impression, I didn't know you could bend your knees because of the way you were on stage. <laughs> that I was like that that was funny to me. And uh, and the fact that he got like upset about it uh, was uh, wait was he funny did to me. oh yeah. Those are your early people who used to work for him. He like fired all his tour managers and stuff. Were like, we were on tour when that like hit and kind of blew up, and he wanted to sue you. And we talked him out of it. We were Damn. like, it's it's gonna look bad for you if you come after this guy. Uh, and he he never did. That's but, like some uh, Fifty Cent and uh, Ja Rule shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just because nobody's talking about Dan Cook anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What happened? Anthony Jeselnik. He did that? He ate him. You 50 cented him? No. no. I don't think. I mean, that was kind of the beginning of the end for him, but I think he did it. He did it to himself. 
Like, it was, it was do you think he overexposed, overexposed himself by recording like seven hours worth of material in like two years? I think I think sometimes people, as they get popular, they just they kind of start working a little bit less hard because they don't they don't have to work as hard. And when you're in the room, people are so excited to be in the room with you that they're laughing at everything. And then you see it on TV, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" And I think he, uh, I think it's pretty well documented that after his like brother took his money, he just did a big tour. Um, uh, that like he caught like the most expensive tickets he'd ever done, and it was like the worst material he'd ever done, and it just burned his his own audience. Ooh, uh, I didn't yeah, know his brother had money. I'm out of the game. He didn't know his brother uh, stole his yeah. money. I didn't know. I didn't oh, know. millions of dollars. Yeah. Millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. His brother's still alive. He's in jail. Damn. That's You're lucky wild. that Mikey's not smart enough to pull off something like I would that. Never, I would never put my brother in charge of my money. <laughs> <laughs> never. Yeah, I, didn't, wild, I, didn't even, I didn't even pay for dinner when I go home. <laughs> wow, he stole his money. Right, so what's on the horizon for uh, Rosenthal and Jeselnik? I mean, Greg's just waiting for the Super Bowl to end so he can uh, get in that sweet combine. Like Greg's thing is like a is like a like a three sixty five job now. Oh, you like the combine? No, I mean you cover the you combine. Like draft off. I am very off. happy for the end of the season just because you have a couple quiet weeks. But then, yeah, you go to the combine, you got free agency, you go to owners meeting. My season kind of ends eight, April or so. How did you do in fantasy this year? <laughs> I didn't. I don't do fantasy anymore. I'm just wondering. That's all I really care about. You don't do fantasy I, no u- I used to, and I like. I was good at it. You know, it was my job, and I would be in all these different leagues as part of the job. But I also would do some high stakes leagues, and I actually had. A, there was a point where I would get people would pay me money to play fantasy football for them, and then I would like keep half the money. You were that good. I mean, I wasn't. I was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> at one point, he was like, I would say, one of the foremost fantasy experts. Like, in the, it was like before, because he was at Roto World, which was the first, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, like fantasy mm-hmm. journalism, and he was like one of the one of the first guys over there. That paid. That, that paid uh, for me to go. Yeah. Yeah. That was Matt Barry's thing, right? What was that? Matt Barry's thing. It, he was there, uh, but then he they yeah yeah it, he was there. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't his, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out how I could use your presence to help me. But the season's over. Uh, hey, you like Baker? I love Baker. You I like mean, you liked him before? I mean, I love watching him in the NFL. I mean, I like his personality. Yeah. It's amazing. But I just like him as a quarterback. I think he's the best quarterback to come in this decade. I would say since Better Andrew Luck. I was going to see it. Mahomes? Mahomes? I mean, I meant as a rookie. Mahomes didn't play as a rookie, so it's not really like a fair comparison. But it's so hard. Like the hardest thing just about in sports is to be a rookie quarterback. I agree. And I always like it's one of the columns that I write is is tracking the quarterbacks and, you know, watching them every week. And he, I would say, is the best as a rookie of anyone I've seen. This decade is Lamar Jackson going to survive? Say, yeah, what about Luck? Luck was in the mix in that year. I thought we year. all thought RJ three was that good too. Yeah. <laughs> we were just like, was it was like who's he, better? He was until he tore his ACL. He was. So it was great. Yeah, it wasn't going to last. Baker. I, I, don't, I don't believe in the black quarterback that runs that much. But that's why I was asking about say, Lamar yeah. Jackson because I, that's I, not a quarterback. But they're all saying that too. They're all they all know that. Lamar Jackson's on a fucking, he's a ticking time bomb. He's going to be gone like a year or two. Okay. I'm, I'm asking good. the expert, not he, Brian he, Moses. I think he has more, <laughs> he can throw the ball better. I think he has more potential to get better throwing the ball and to be a quarterback. And I think the game's changing. I mean, the game is more college, like those sort of spread running quarterbacks. I think that's going to have more of a part of the game. There are no such thing as like unathletic quarterbacks anymore. There's right. no Phillip Rivers is coming into the league. Everyone can run. So it's it's part of the game. What was Adam Gase on at his press conference the other day? You mean the Today Show thing? 
No, did you no. see that with the eyeballs? We, we oh yes, we yeah, sent it as a possible yeah. thing to talk about on the our podcast, but it would have been hard to kind of translate. Yeah, because it we can't talk about like. Uh, visible things. So Adam Gase is the new head coach yeah. of the, the New, new York Jets. Jets. He showed up to his introductory presser with his eyes just bugging out of his head, looking around the room constantly. What the fuck was going on? I think he just has anxiety, and it was on tilt. I mean, it was on an extra level. I always talked about, even in Miami, that he has some of the craziest like press conferences reactions in general like he cannot control his emotions like his face is always Whoa. just contorting up and like doing kind of crazy shit especially after he loses which is I like it cuz most coaches are so boring to watch but he no one wear it well, yeah. no one really noticed that in Miami for whatever reason and now that he's in New York I, I think that's kind of a, a ticking time bomb because they're just going to kind of have their field day with him going crazy <laughs> there we go okay mm, so love, no coke I love the NFL I could talk about it all day but we want to be respectful to the superstars in here yeah last question Anthony uh, loves the NFL yeah less and less like all this, really? like all the CTE Please. stuff. The end, if like, the pay, if the Steelers were in, you would be like the playoffs this week. That's all you'd be talking about. I would no. I would be excited, but I wouldn't be uh, as into it. Like watching uh, Ryan Shazier, you know, get carried off the field. Like that was that. The, they just like it makes it tough to watch. That I don't follow it as much as I used to. And part of it also like having won two Super Bowls in my lifetime. Right. Uh, it you chill out a little bit. But <laughs> I like to follow it, but I don't. I'm not as into it as I used to be. I think that the way seems a lot true, of America but is. that's true. But you also like watch it by yourself with the sound off in a dark room because it drives you so like in a big game because it drives you so crazy you can't be around anyone else. Oh wow! Yeah. So you're a real fan. So let's be real. I'm gonna appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Steelers Steel, 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 Steel were my Super Bowl pick. Early in the beginning of the year, I was like, "Hey, I think Good they job. got it." Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> "Great job with that." Great. I, 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 I think the Steelers. The last couple years, they've just come down to injuries. Team. So it comes down to injuries with the Steelers so much that it's hard to get optimistic or pessimistic in the beginning of the year. Yeah, they're, they're like, Let's just see who who stays healthy. Yeah, they're injured by needy niggas. That's what it is. And and I and I think that's they, what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they, and I think they, I think the head coach don't know how to hone that shit in. Wait, who what was what was your saying? Oh, they're injured. The Steelers are injured by needy niggas because they always have personality issues. Mm. It's never a talent issue. It's never a schematics issue. It's weird internal shit. Like you got you got uh, Roethlisberger talking about, well, I told Antonio to come up. I'm like, why would you say that about the goal? Like, that's weird. Why would you say that? And so I was always like, that's sad to me because then you have the most quietest team in the NFL whooping the fuck out of everybody and they're all white. All right, so. <laughs> that, that's been said thank yeah. you we need to have him on the yeah. <laughs> he's yeah you don't know all right coach T no. oh not uh, at all man I just have high expectations for the black community but that's what I'm saying so mm-hmm. now that now, now that yeah. all you're the, the only person all, I've ever heard advocate for white football murders. players oh say again yeah so now that all the black head coaches got axed oh yeah <laughs> some actually so I'm asking you so they're like oh there should be more black coaches should there be more, more black coaches because they relate to the players I think or just not, like Anthony's saying should they just be able to coach I, I think you got to ask yourself, why isn't there more black coaches at the beginning level? Mm-hmm. Not at the, the head is kind of weird to me, but it's at the beginning level because you're like, they're supposed to be the most qualified. That doesn't make any but, sense. Know, to well, me. they're saying because it's not enough money. At the small level? Yeah, they're saying like the intern level, like, you know, like the, the tape no, guys, not, even not, the OCs. It's not I mean? what it is. When you get a job, you hire your friends. This mm-hmm. is what it is. Yep. If, if you own a football team, you're going to hire people that you're connected to, and, and that's just what that is. But I don't understand why more black people aren't given shots at the smaller level. I've, I've always said if you're going to have a Rooney rule, it should apply to 
I, I position honestly, coaches I, and I'm college coaches. For this. I'm blaming niggas for this. For what? For not wanting to coach? Yeah, because they nah, don't want to. They don't want to not get paid. They don't. They, it's the oh, internship the, thing. Well, I used to coach, and yeah. then when you get co- when and I used to, I used to, uh, I was in Buchanan. Buchanan is like whatever. It's Clovis. It's whatever. So what happens is you're you're not a head coach. You're the director of sport. So right. when they called me in, they said you're in charge of these five elementaries, it's junior high, and blah blah blah. And I was able to put everybody where I wanted to be, but. Th- but so the, those little under jobs, like I put Zeno in position. Mm-hmm. But, so those under jobs have to come from the guy at the top. So it's like, yeah, like you have to, you like Aaron's, like what Aaron's. What I'm Aaron's saying is, is like, if you want to go coach in college, like, like you just can't. It's just you know, you just can't be like, hey, I'm here. I'm Brian Moses. I rest. I coached in college, and you have to actually someone has to put you in there. Are you it? saying if you're like a white guy, you can just show up, <laughs> show up at the stadium, be like I'm a coach? <laughs> <I'm> like, <"All> right. <laughs> Kingsbury did that. No, but you just have more. You just have more opportunity. Yeah. It's like, hi, Mr. Saban. I'm white. Yeah. Oh my God! Thank God you're here. All these I, niggas keep trying to coach. Yeah, and I think, and I think, and I think you got to show more. I think you might be able, as a white guy, you might be able to pass the mustard a little bit more. But that just means you got to show more. You I mean, it's I like mean? it's like every, it's like every industry. It's yeah. not really any different. Which is what you, it's just people that they know that's, and that's that are familiar it. to them and that's are comfortable with them. And it's like literally just family members. Yeah. I, like yeah. Gary Kubiak didn't just didn't take the Broncos job because they wouldn't let him hire three of his sons or two of his sons and just they only would let him hire one of his sons yeah. and so he went to the team that would let him hire like three of his sons Andy well, Reid hired all his kids and then one of them one of them died so I think I think what we're saying is black coaches need to have more children. <laughs> that was a slick one. Yeah, that was a slick that. one. But I, to me <laughs> to me, to me, that doesn't look good. You know, seventy percent of your league is black, but the, and then you can't, and then so you try to overcompensate by that by just giving niggas jobs, and now you have uh, Marvin Lewis absolutely murdering the Bengals organization no, for like nine no, years. He didn't. He he I don't like Marvin Lewis. You're lying I don't like that. You know, I don't like that they, guy. They weren't good at all in the nineties. He did owner. a good job. You jackass. Some coaches, some coaches can get you out, and then some coaches can teach you how to win. But nobody, the Bengals organization for like twelve. years years was doing shit that, that guy turned that whole thing around we're talking about it because of Marvin Lewis if, if a chick is like every boyfriend I had beat me twice and I beat you once does it make me a better boyfriend yes no it doesn't or better to that person but it doesn't make me a good boyfriend that makes me good it's one of the worst metaphors I've ever <laughs> <laughs> yes, he brought the Bengals organization out of some bullshit. I got you. I thought they underperformed with a lot of talent. And as a guy who runs an organization, I, I yeah. got you your talent. Why didn't they underperform? He I, he got his own talent though. He he like they He's got a coaching training. They were at a point yeah. where they didn't even have a scouting staff and he essentially threatened to quit. They were gonna fire him. I uh-huh. never forget this press conference where he was it was supposed to be announcing he just got hired but it was just him and the owner bickering at each other talking about his contract extension and basically came out that like Marvin Lewis pushed his chips in the table that made him like hire a scouting staff and get you know up to the 21st century because Mike Brown is this old cheap owner's own you know he never had a scouting staff. i mean he had it but was it was say, like was he like, had like three guys like flipping through magazines that's why they're so trash. Like, that's why you drafted Keely <laughs> right. smith in the fucking first yeah round. hey man my we boy. just went deep on Marvin Lewis. I <laughs> yeah. love it. Like, that guy, I, that guy, that guy's team exploded. I, it wasn't last year. I think it was the year before. His team exploded as if they were never been there. And as a guy who prepares people to peak in the post, I know what happened. There was a lack of mental preparation. They were like, "I can't believe I'm here and I can win," and they fucked themselves. So me, I'm like, I don't care about those wins. I'm paying to win a Super Bowl. That's my thing. I got you. He's good. 
Japan that game though was one of my favorite moments. If you're talking about the, the game Vontaze the Perfect, yes, yeah. game. Yeah. 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 Mine wasn't crazy, Von, Vontaze Perfect doing anything on the field. It was when I think he intercepted a pass or got a sack, and he just ran, uh, you know, under the stadium into the tunnel as if they had won the game, and there was like two two and a half minutes left, <laughs> and then see, they lost the game. See, yeah. that had a that had a vibe like we all were so excited to be here. Like you know when you give someone their first TV credit and they act like an idiot, like that's what it felt like. And I was like, well, they keep doing that. And I'm like, okay, he could work, but he got to get out of there. Yeah, they get another trash head coach. I mean, I don't know. He's I always blame the player. owners, by the way. I don't even blame the coaches. After you just spent 10 minutes blaming the coach. <laughs> Lewis. But, I mean, overall, if, you're, if your program is consistently bad, I think it's, I think it's your owners. If, right. if it's just consistently shitty. Let's give them one more question and we'll, get, we'll all get out of here. Um, Ron <laughs> Goldman from the OJ Murders. Mm-hmm. Is he allowed to say the N-word in heaven? I know. By the way, I think I understand everyone it's is heaven. heaven, right? It's yeah. heaven. I, I knew. Yeah, I get it. Said we're all supposed. To, it's it's our heaven. But I'm saying, yeah. Can he? Yeah. Is he allowed? I think. Uh, I think he's got to choose between the mustache and the N word. You know what I mean? He can bring one in there, mm. but he can't bring both. <laughs> you got to you got to trim the stash, or okay. you can uh, use the N word. And that's that's toss up for anybody. I think mm. so, but I think he says he wants to say it because yeah, I think he's allowed to say it. Ron Goldman. Yeah. Is, yeah. I'll ask a black person, coach. Uh, black person in the room. Yeah, <laughs> coach is like he could say it on Earth. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about what any white people do, and that's why I'm happy. But <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, I don't think he killed that girl. Ron Goldman didn't kill that. Oh girl. yeah, he didn't kill. Her. What I mean, like, I'm th- I'm thinking about OJ. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, you're saying he can say it because I'm OJ. Saying Ron Goldman. Yeah, I don't think OJ killed that guy, man. I, uh, I don't think you understood the premise. I know. Now I get it. Now I get it. But I I don't think I don't think OJ killed that girl. That guy, man. I can't even answer that question because I work for the NFL. Like that's it. But yeah, but Ron Goldman didn't. Yes. They still they're still matter. sensitive about it. Yeah, they're still. Oh, I love about the, that. about OJ. That's good. Inf- oh, I love that. It so, is funny how song, it is funny when they have one of those America's game like these NFL films like talking about the the Patriots and you just see Aaron Hernandez like flying by and like scoring a touchdown and like they've tried to erase everything Aaron Hernandez related. <laughs> it's like it's never happened. Yeah. Whew. They get a lot of heat. I, I'm assuming that there is an attack on the NFL. Are you mean to tell me that nobody in hockey is beating their wives and no one's knocking people out? Nothing's happening in the, in, in the NBA? How do these stories, how does TMZ how does always have... How's Magic Johnson the only NBA player in history to have HIV? I think that's a cover-up. Mm. There's, yeah. Like the NFL just has so many more players. I think that's is that un- what it underrated. Is? Seriously though, there's 12 NBA players. Every NFL team in the offseason has 85, 90 players. Ooh. So, so, so so there's so, also way more brain happens, trauma. Shit happens. Like, right. then, no, 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 <laughs> that's no, got to factor in somehow. No, I, mean, I mean the off-field stuff, not the concussion. They they no, no, deserve no, no, everything. No, what I'm saying is like the, the the off-field stuff. I I would think that when your brain's been jarred that many times, you're more likely to make some bad decisions. I mean, I, I can't hate on that. I'm sure it's but, possible. But 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 hockey people are running to each other all the time. But the NFL's on top. That's the second thing. Is like it's like everyone. You know, they're the most popular sport, so they're gonna be in the news more. If you know they, what I've heard yeah. about football players too is that there's a thing called like I forget what they call it, where football players are more insecure than basketball players at the professional level because they wear helmets. So they go out and people don't know who they are. Yeah. You know, basketball oh, players. You know, yeah. baseball players. You know who that guy is. Yeah. Yeah. Football players like will throw more money around because they want to be noticed, or they'll uh, they'll get you know. More fucked up because they uh, yeah. they're not they're not like as famous as their name. Well, and their job is insecure. Like they, their careers last two and a half years. But the the irony, like football players, from for most 
sports journalists are among, if not the easiest to deal with, like the best reputations of just being like the solid, most solid, smartest dudes, because it's like an impossible job to have. Like you have to, for the most part, be incredibly hardworking and dedicated yeah. uh, and smart to get through. Hmm. Also, if, if there were like 15 domestic violence cases in the NHL tomorrow, you wouldn't even notice. It wouldn't even make the front page of ESPN for more than an hour. Yeah, the NFL is just so much higher profile. Do you, give, do you forgive Kareem Hunt? That's it's not my place. Oh, is he gonna get a job again? He's gonna. I think. You think he'll come back? It's a. I think it's weird to say that guys shouldn't be able to work again. Right. Like in any like, like it, Ray Rice is the martyr. I get it. So, but you think Kareem right, Hunt gets if, back in? But if Ray Rice was as good as Kareem Hunt and is now, young. he would have gotten back in. Right. He was. It was yeah, a, he, he was really. Like, you think so? I was gonna say the same thing. It's yeah. He's not. Good. He wasn't as good as running back then. That it, shit was brutal. Right. But everything in the NFL Hell is like yeah. is like a sliding scale of talent and sort of the offense that you did. Like a backup cornerback on the Niners, Tremaine Brock had a domestic violence. It's like cut him immediately. Reuben Foster right. got it, who was a first round pick who looked pretty good, and they waited till he did it twice for it to happen. Got you. Mm-hmm. Like he kept his job the first time, yeah. came back, and it was got only you. till you know, and so if you're good enough Kareem Hunt will definitely get back in the league. Yeah, I feel like the story because I just kept hearing that this chick kept calling him nigger, like screaming on the door, like let me in the house. And she's like underage and trying to drink. And I think he did the right thing. I mean, he shouldn't have punched that guy. Stop it, man. Stop it, man. That's why I don't take you serious, man. That's why I don't take us serious, man. All right. You're right. You can't, you can't, you can't excuse that, man. You can't excuse it? That that guy did. He pushed his buddy, bro. That's a white girl. You got you can't be pushing on the white girls, man. I'm always just fascinated that if you hear the story. Like Kareem Hunt hit, hit and kicked an underage girl. You're just like, oh, he might get two games. If there's a video, oh, you, you're yeah. out for the season. You're out. Like it's just, it's like, it's like a Kramer at the Laugh Factory. You know what I mean? If you just hear that story, <laughs> yeah. if you hear that story, you're like, oh, that's weird. If you see the video, you're like, he's he can never Absolutely get on stage right. again. Yeah. Are, are are you saying that Kareem like black people can beat white girls if they call them the N word? I put my hands on a girl's throat when she called me the N word. Isn't that what? Oh, oh, don't get me wrong. Isn't that what Joe Mixon did? No, he punched that girl in the face. But she called him an N word first, right? Her, the story is that the dude called him that, and she got in the way. She probably thought she was in heaven. So, <laughs> so, so violence. So violence it's is too bad we're not like videotaping this because for your social hit or something. <laughs> <laughs> so violence is excused if you're verbally pushed. I'm not too saying. Far. I'm not saying. You're right. I'm not saying it's excused. I'm just saying it doesn't excuse it, but it yeah. is an excuse. Thank you know what I mean? Yeah, if, you're, a if I'm like Moses, why'd you beat that guy? Because like, you called me the N word. I'd be like, I understand. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He got okay. what he's coming to. Maybe yeah. you could have done it without violence, but I understand. You know, violence in that yeah. in that moment. Yeah, uh, where's your white guilt, NFL? So, so where's so what's what can I call a white guy so that it's okay he whoops my ass? Nothing. What, know, what, what can you call what? What can you, you call a white guy? Problem with that? Call me again to do your podcast. <laughs> 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 we should skip on that, right? Is that it? Is that that's the end? it. That's we, a good end. Yeah. We'll just keep going a bunch of shit that's <laughs> not going to get it. But plug. What you guys? Uh, where can we find you guys? Uh, the Jesselnick and Rosenthal Vanity Project what, what? Uh, is the podcast. Uh, check it out on iTunes or wherever podcasts are sold. Um, you want to plug uh, something? Sure. Check out Around the NFL podcast, too. That's like a real football podcast. I got uh, an Australian tour coming up, maybe some other countries to be added at the end of February, beginning of March. And uh, a new TV show. 
Uh, that's uh, just signed a showrunner. Going to start working on that soon. Come be out in the summer. Sick. Taped a special, uh, Fire in the Maternity Ward. You can see that uh, this year on uh, on Netflix. Name. Thank you. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Uh, and uh, and yeah, that's it. Just the podcast. Where's really. your new TV show going? It's not. It's is, is it Central. going here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy, you're back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's back. When is it? When is it going to go on air? They said June. Oh, but it's like so. it's like an evergreen show, so like we can t- we're, it's six episodes. We can tape them whenever, and then uh, we'll, we'll put it together and hopefully you know film them right when I get back from uh, from Australia. What kind of show is Welcome it? Welcome back. It's like an interview show where it's just like me and one other comedian, kind of like a Charlie Rose for comics, where like every jo- every question <laughs> I'll ask them will be a joke. Okay, but um, but uh, but we'll actually have real conversations too. So it's like we'll just talk for an hour and then edit it down to twenty two minutes and uh, so throw it out and use some clips. <laughs> Uh, right. Throw some clips in from other stand-ups, you know, kind of talk about people we liked and didn't like, uh, right. and just and have some fun. Sounds like a good show, man. Don't forget the Rose Battle when we come back, man. Oh, uh, trust me. Uh, no one's going to... F- I don't think you can do it without me at this point. I, I, <laughs> hey, man. Here, here. I believe that, man. Anthony Jeselnik presents I, Rose Battle. <laughs> I believe that. I work for him. Uh, let's get it. <laughs> hey, thank you. You're a legend, Greg. Seriously. Thank really you. appreciate thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, man. <laughs> It's a good show.